What number is this, Chip? Zilch122 featuring Craig Smith from the same page cast. Hey, that's you. What else? News about the forthcoming book, Mixing Links, The Monkeys on Disc, and more! Always more. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I'm Zilch. Zilch. You're listening to Zilch, a Monkeys podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and as usual, I'm joined by Christine Carlson-Wolf. How are you doing, Christine? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. And returning to Zilch, we have one of our alumni here, one of the founders, Craig Smith, sir. I found my way back. Yes. (laughs) Welcome back, sir. Founders is a strong term. No, no, you were there. You were there by the second episode, so you were there. All right. Well, I was, was there. Accurate. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Woo. And the three of us have just returned from the Nashville Rock and Pod 2018, and it was a blast. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. What were your thoughts on it overall, Craig? Um, it was uh, better than last year, and last year was pretty good. Um, oh. the, the, the turnout was incredible. Uh, there were some people that were missed this year, uh, but also made some new friends and um, came away with some some great podcasting magic and some awesome memories. And uh, just wish I'd have been able to stay there longer and hang out uh, a little more with people. But it was a really really good time. And cheers to uh, Chris Sinzak and the gang for for pulling it off for a second year. Absolutely. There was there was some great vinyl, some great times, and Christine, you and I, we we had lunch with uh, Monkey's bass player the next day. We did, and his wife, and a bass player from another band, BR Five Four Nine, right? Yeah, and the wonderful Courtney Cronin Dold. So that's two years yep. in a row we've done that. So it's pretty cool. It's fantastic. That was with uh, John Billings, of course, from the Monkey's touring band, and. And Jay McDowell from BR549, who now runs the Nashville Musicians Hall of Fame, which is something that we're going to try to check out next year as well. And it's uh, very cool to hang out with John and Jay McDowell and everybody and Courtney. It was just fantastic. And seeing you, of course, Craig, it was just amazing and very thrilled to be reunited. And it felt so good. Likewise. Yeah, and a shout-out to Mr. Brian Jacobs, one of my new best friends. Uh, yeah, he's best friends with everybody, apparently. He, we, he, he is. Com- he comes to the expo, uh, you know, and let's let's just say Pods and Sods put him on the map. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he kind of just uh, often runs off with friends of mine, and we don't see him the rest of the night. So he had a, he had a great time in Nashville, I'm told. <laughs> That's, That's <slut>. Nashville. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> that show slut. Po- yeah. po- the pod slut. <laughs> Hashtag pod slut. <laughs> it was great because it, it gave our episode a narrative that we didn't expect. You know, we kind of, we did what we did last year and just, you know, interviewed whoever kind of came around and we ended up with a four hour episode and the episode arc is that our third person just kind of becomes a social butterfly and realizes he's too big for our podcast. <laughs> you cannot contain him. <laughs> Apparently <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, I'd like you to promote your shows. Uh, there's the Mighty Pods and Sods Network. Mm-hmm. How, how much time do you have? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Pods and Sods Network is the uh, podcast network in, in the, that I belong to. Uh, it is home to Pods and Sods, which is the, I guess, the flagship podcast of the uh, network, which I do with uh, my good friend Eric Miller. But uh, also uh, do tons of sidecasts, including uh, uh, one that has a lot of monkeys content with uh, my girlfriend Megan, also Zilch uh, uh, alumnus, and uh, that's called Same Page Cast. 
So there's a lot of monkeys content there where we have a, a sidecast of the sidecast called Sound of the Sunset, Sound of the Sea, where we go through uh, all of the monkey sessions and maybe one day we'll get to the end of those. And uh, we just appeared on the Movies That Rock podcast uh, with a good friend of ours, Josh, talking about a, a movie that you might be familiar with called Head. Mm-hmm. I think some of us have heard of that movie here. Mm-hmm. And that, one, that was the, one or two of us. Yeah, and that was that was a real good time. I'll tell you, Craig, that was such a great episode. I was so jealous that you know, you remember what I wrote. This should have been a Zilch episode. It's that <laughs> I feel it's that great. I want to co-opt it and say Zilch brand. Bomb stamp, but it's that damn good, and you really need to listen to this episode. It was really great because the time we start talking about the monkeys, no matter who it is, there's the monkey story. We all have to tell how we got to where we are. This guy's story about how he was on some sort of a trip, and he winds up in a hut in Africa, mm-hmm. and every day at lunch they would wheel out a TV and literally they would show monkeys television episodes. It's so cool. You, you just can't run away from it. Does somebody there say, hey, it's 30 Central. Does anybody have a television set? <laughs> There's one in that window, officer. <laughs> yeah, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. Folks can find that where, Craig? You can check out his um, uh, Josh's Twitter page at Movies That Rock, the podcast, at Rock Movies Pod. And the um, looks like the URL is shows. Pippa, P-I-P-P-A dot I-O backslash movies that rock with uh, dashes between the uh, movies that and rock. But uh, if you if you run to the Twitter, you can grab the the link from there or in the metadata that, that Ken might be providing with this episode. Links in the, say, show we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, right, I've seen yeah. the show notes. Yeah, they can they can get exhaustive, and, but there's always chock full of monkeys goodness. So mm-hmm. A podcast full of monkeys and uh, metadata full of links. Yeah, monkey links, exactly. Hot. There you go. Hot, right. exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. Jo- Josh is great. I'm. It's. It was only the third episode, um, and there are movies that like he hadn't seen Purple Rain yet or Woodstock, oh and I'm looking. F- yeah, I'm looking forward wow. to hearing him talk about those as a first time viewer. But um, Megan and I will be back. I think um, we were talking about doing Gimme Shelter and uh, and some other stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. And he's he's an educator as, you know, Megan works in education and they can talk smartly about things. And I can just be there as the third guy saying, yeah, that song's really cool. So that's <laughs> my role. And I know my role. You know, there you go. Everybody has a lane. Just That's right. right. Pick a lane. <laughs> and right. speaking of lanes, we're going to segue into something that I never thought I'd see. I don't think any of us ever thought that we'd see. But uh, Mickey Dolenz actually did karaoke at a bowling alley, speaking of lanes, with the new monkeys and, and Catherine Bach of the Dukes of Hazards, courtesy of Jody Ritson, who kind of put it all together. Now, Craig... Uh, episode 19 of Zilch, we did a discussion on the new monkeys. Yes. Craig, if I would have told you back in episode 19 when we when we recorded that episode about the mm-hmm. new monkeys, that Mickey Dolans and the new monkeys would be singing karaoke together, you would wonder what kind of weird dimension we wound up being in, right? Well, actually, no, I would have really? thought that they would have done the song that they worked on together. You know what song that is, right? Oh, please give it to me. It's Boy Inside the Someday Man. <laughs> Thank you. Craig is famous for that. <laughs> famous is a really strong word. Infamous. But I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you'll take it. Thank you. So so what do you think of it all? I mean, it's it's a bizarre – I mean, just walk through the process, right? You're at a bowling alley with Mickey Dolans, two new monkeys, Daisy Duke – and a bunch of monkeys fans. What what are your thoughts? Uh, you know what I I had seen um, uh, posts from friends of mine that were going, but I, I hadn't realized that the bowling event and the karaoke were were one and the same. So I had friends that were posting pictures of Mickey bowling, and I I had thought that was the event, uh-huh. and then um, the karaoke stuff came later, and then I realized it was one big uh, event. It was uh, it was crazy to watch. 
And uh, I, I went through most of that video. There, there's a video, I don't know if it was on YouTube or on Facebook circulating around, that was pretty much the entire karaoke thing, which was really, really cool to see Mickey th- sing things like Hotel California. How bizarre was that just in itself? Yeah, yep. it's it's nuts. Such a good time. So fun to watch. Marty Ross, uh, he sang House of the Rising Sun, and all all of them, Dino, uh, Mickey, and all of them, they all did uh, Twist and Shout. Was, yeah, Birthday. Yep. Yeah, they, they did Birthday, they did Twist and Shout, and it was cool because Let Mickey, it be. Yeah, Let It Be. Mm-hmm. And Mickey was kind of like directing traffic. He was telling which one to go, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yeah, really, really cool to see. Anybody that stumbled in on that, though, had to wonder what room in the New Monkey's Mansion had they opened the door to to discover this event happening, right? Seriously. It, it really was like one of the episodes of the New Monkey's TV show. Yeah. It could have been filmed just exactly like this. Same cast, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, something else. Yeah, so besides those songs, Mickey and Marty did a really touching duet on uh, Harry Nilsson's Without You. Oh, yeah. Um, That was beautiful. They were both kind of dabbing away tears. And Dino kind of closed down the whole thing with (laughs) an awesome version of Cher's Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, milked it for all it's worth. And then some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it was great. So, so much fun. Kudos to Jody Ritson, who put together a really cool all day monkeys event, which a bunch of Zilchers like Rebecca Prepke and so many other people got to be part of, where you got to go look at the, the monkey star and other places and things that the monkeys are known for in LA. So it was, it was an all day event. So lots of fun. And I think that's going to happen again. And Rebecca and got I, great I, pictures. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But I think that Marty had the best line when he was posting on Facebook about it. He said, uh, yes, last night I played the bowl. (laughs) 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 Marty. I love him. He's great. (laughs) Which he's been doing some really cool stuff. He recently did a concert with the Wrecking Crew. Yes. And I guess they're going to do it again. Yeah, uh, he he said that they're they're looking at at doing more dates. That be that'd be awesome. Uh-huh. I need to move to California. There's there's too much going on out there. Uh huh. Set up uh, Zilch West, right? That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> well, when Jordan was out in school out there, you know, it was easy to have a good excuse to to monkey around up and down the coast. So she needs to go back. <laughs> well, there you go. And as we go to press, check this out. From Davy Jones and Along Came Jones Media. New from Along Came Jones Media. When the world and I were young, snapshots from the collection of Davy Jones. Once upon a time in 1967, there were four boys who went on a mind-blowing adventure. And they captured it all on film. Things got surreal, but they got by with a little help from their friends. When the World and I Were Young, snapshots from the collection of Davy Jones. Available now, 72 pages, more than 80 full-color photographs, all from the private collection of Davy Jones. Featuring Mickey Dolenz, Michael Nesmith, Davy Jones, Peter Tork, Samantha Just, Henry Diltz, Jimi Hendrix, Stephen Stills, and more. When the World and I Were Young, snapshots from the collection of Davy Jones, the first project from Along Came Jones Media. Available now on Amazon.com. Now, you have some monkeys news as far as the tour dates, right? I do, yeah. So you know, we've, got a, we've got a couple of tours that are either ramping back up or are starting fresh. When Mike got sick recently, they had to cancel the last uh, three or four dates of the Mike and Mickey Presents tour. And so those dates have now been rescheduled. They're in March. The first one is going to be the reschedule of the Red Bank, New Jersey show. That's on March 5th at the Count Basie Theater. Followed the next night 
March 6th uh, in Philly at the Keswick Theater. That's me. Um, then That's you. Okay. And Sarah Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. th- then on the 8th in uh, Huntington, New York at the Paramount Theater. And then on the 9th at uh, the Beacon Theater in New York City. And I know that Fred Velez is going to be there. So we've got Zilch pretty well represented. Well, honestly, we have Zilch represented at all of these shows because I know that I've got button ambassadors at all of those shows. So uh, <laughs> so watch for those. I know those are a hot item. Uh, the, the Mike and Mickey buttons are almost gone, those four dates, and that's it. So far. Yes, I was going to say Mike and Mickey have said that they are considering adding some more dates because it was so much fun and it was such a well-received show. But while we're waiting for those dates to, fingers crossed, be announced, we do have the dates for the first National Band Redux Tour. Those are coming up, you know, just this week. The first date is Friday, September 7, where the tour kicks off in Houston. Then on Saturday, September 8th, they are just bopping over to Austin, followed by September 9 in Dallas. Then they move up to Nashville, Tennessee, where we were just there warming up the crowds for the FNB. Where the, <laughs> right. uh, they'll, they'll be in Nashville at the CMA Theater at the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum, speaking of which. They'll be there on September 11. Then Thursday, September 13, they go up to Chicago. Friday, September 14 in Royal Oak, Michigan. Saturday, September 15 in Kent, Ohio. Monday, September 17 in Alexandria, Virginia. Wednesday, September 19 in Somerville, Massachusetts. Thursday, September 20 in New York City. Uh, Saturday, September 22nd in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. And the last date is Sunday, September 23rd in Ridgefield, Connecticut. And yes, folks, you know, there will be buttons there, too. There is somebody at every one of the shows. So look for those there. Grab them. They are a hot commodity. When they're gone, they're gone. And that was Christine with the Monkees concert calendar. <laughs> there you go. And that's Ken, Ken Mills with the ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the hip. <laughs> and I'm breaking the hip. <laughs> it's titanium now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, Craig, for people that have been living uh, outside of the beach house, mm-hmm. you are part of something that is that that is going to happen. You and Derek, uh, please explain what's happening for those who don't know and what we have to look forward that you are working on. Uh, madness is what's happening. Uh, that's a different band. That that's true. <laughs> Uh, Derek Miner and I, uh, for the last few years, have been working on a book called Mixing Links, The Monkeys on Disc, which is uh, the book version of a website that I started a little more than 10 years ago called Monkeys Mixography. And so essentially what it is, the book form, is um, the most complete Monkeys U.S. discography of vinyl and digital that you could ever wish to hold in your hands. It'll be extremely obsessive, ridiculously detailed, and there will be, it's unlike no monkeys book that you've ever seen. Not to say there aren't great monkeys books and there are better monkeys books. They're just different monkeys books. Well, I have to interject here too. So you guys leaked the write-up of Circle Sky, I think it was, wasn't it, Greg? Not too long ago. And oh my God, that was such compelling reading. Uh, Folks, this is, this is not just a list of on, on this date, this happened. And it was, you know, the timestamp was this and it was, no, there are um, very engaging narratives to to be had in this book i am so flipping excited for it thank when, you when is it going to be done craig no idea <laughs> it definitely I, what, I, what i can tell you it definitely will not be this year um <laughs> you know the the problem with it is it's not the kind of thing you can really devote an hour to like it's your entire weekend when you have a weekend free and derek has found crazy things when going through the monkeys discography and we're both kind of working on different sections that inform each other. So there's a lot of, 
I found this, which means we're going to have to change these 10 things. And it's a lot of back and forth and a lot of moving pieces. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Like, what is something that you have found that has totally upset the monkey's cart? Uh, le- an example would be something uh, mislabeled or something that was thought to be something else or finding uh, like a, a, ver- a mix used in an episode that wasn't previously called out as something exclusive. So basically what's happened is as we've gone further into documenting these things, we've gotten to the point where we sync every instance of every song against another one. So uh, if this labeled version of a song appeared on two CDs, we'll be in an audio editor syncing them both up to make sure they are identical. And if they're not, we're noting that. And so there are, you know, kind of, there are changes in tapes used over the years and, and things like that. And basically we're just trying to kind of take the, the entire monkey's discography now and work backwards and kind of present it as this is everything that exists commercially right now. And there are things in there that we found that are really cool, specifically Derek, who, uh, goes way deeper into the stuff that I do has found some incredible stuff and they're little things. And in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter, but nobody (laughs) has found them and nobody has documented them. So essentially that's what this book is going to do. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my God. I was trying to hold that back for so long. (laughs) She's not getting a book (laughs) coughing over my plugs. You can you can leave her coughing in. Yeah, it's it's got a charm to it. And of course, that was Christine with a coffin too frequent. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I was gonna say my my OCD was you know getting overwhelmed here. I was I was so impressed. And her and morning coughing warms her face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Early morning blues and phlegm. That's right. Well, greens greens works. Yeah, early. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. It's definitely an ambitious project, and it's it's amazing. And I, I mentioned this to you not too long ago, but Andrew Sandoval, whether he gets a writing credit or not, probably should because it it's all of his work that this is kind of based on, right? Yeah, and I've told him, I said, you know, he, he's kind of like given friendly jabs on our Facebook page, you know, like, sorry for making your, your lives way more difficult. And I've, I've told him, I said, you know, this book is as much about your work as it is about the monkey's music, because it really is, you know, uh, and him continuing what Bill Inglot started in the, in the 80s with remixing monkey stuff. Uh, I was obsessed with variations and obviously still am to keep track of them after this many years. But uh, when I started the site, it was not, Derek was actually the first person to email me. And there had been many people over the years that have helped out with the site. But Derek was the first. And I put out a call on a message board saying, I'm starting a, a website. I am going to go through all of the monkey songs chronologically and write about each mix. And by the end of that night, he had had notes for like the first 20 and he's like, these are the things that I found. And I was like, wow. Okay. So there is at least one other person out there. And, uh, over the years we, we went back and forth a little bit about making like a book for each album or things like that. And then when, um, when I was kind of going through the site and, and revamping it, I was like, you know, I'm taking the whole thing down and I'm going to make it a book and he's the perfect guy to work on it with me. And he's, he really, you know, Christine, you mentioned circle sky. Uh, you know, we kind of had notes for it and I wrote up kind of a treatment that I thought was complete and I sent it to Derek and I was like, you know, because we had taken uh requests, you know, what entry do you guys want to see first? And so Circle Sky was the random pick. And so I wrote it up on notes that we had, and I sent it to Derek. And I was like, what do you think about this? Is this is this good enough for me to put up? And he completely revamped it. Like, all of that detail that you see, which I never noticed before, like in 
when you're listening to the soundtrack from Head, the version of the live circle sky in Head, how they kind of like turn up Mickey's drums when he's on the screen. Like I had never noticed stuff like that before. Huh. And he completely like, so it, it was maybe like 15% what I had written and 85% things that weren't in our notes. He just completely ran with it. So circle sky, that entry is, is huge, huge, uh, hugely to do with him. And, uh, I'll be responsible for entries. Like she's moving in with Rico and, um, <laughs> You know, something like a uh, regional girl with, you know, that has one variation. Now, the name of this project is? The project is Mixing Links, The Monkeys on Disc, and the website, which is where you can find the Circle Sky excerpt and other excerpts that we'll release along the way, is mixinglinksbook.com. And if you search out Mixing Links, The Monkeys on Disc on Facebook, there's a Facebook group as well where we post updates and. There are some good conversations in there. Like there are, yes. you know, there will be some things we'll yeah. come across and we'll be like, uh, what do you actually, we, we put out some requests on there. People have helped us track down uh, syndicated version of versions of episodes. So we could write about the alternate audio uh, where we could find it. Uh, the only thing that this book will not include is th- there are so many, uh, you know, aside from uh, uh, we're focusing on, LP and CD and digital downloads. We're also uh, writing extensively about the audio used in the series on the original run, on the summer reruns, and what we have been able to find from the uh, like 1971 Saturday morning reruns. But so much of that stuff is missing in action, and I don't think we'll ever see those prints or hear those edits of the songs used in those episodes. So that's kind of where the hole and where the book is. And I, w- I would love to find that stuff. If anybody out there has any recordings of Saturday Morning Monkeys episodes, we would love – please get in touch with us. So there you go. Call out to the Monkeys Army. It's time right. to fall in line and help these guys out, help them record this great Monkeys history. And, you know, uh, another thing we've discussed is if I would have told Craig back in, like, 1990 that uh, – Marty Ross, Dino Coves, and Andrew Sandoval would be people who'd be talking to us on Facebook on a regular basis. What would you have thought? Insane. I would have thought that you were absolutely nuts. Well, first of all, I would have been like, uh, uh, let's also remember in 1990, Andrew Sandoval was just getting his first liner notes credit in uh, The Monkey's Missing Links Volume Mm 2. Yeah, Uh, that's right. So I would have been, I would have been like, yeah, that guy needs a little more time to to get his name out there because I'm not sure who you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, what? I was I was a new monkeys fan. I I watched the entire series, and you know, I'm I'm on record telling Marty this uh, in our episode. Uh, aside from an unfortunate naming convention, I think that the the new monkeys album is better than Pool It. I love that record. Oh hell yes! Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Without Ab- absolutely, if it if it had been you know any other name on that on that sleeve, any other name given to that band, mm-hmm. they would have been huge. Yeah. Um, it, it such amazingly good '80s power pop. Yeah, it would have fit, you know, and it did fit with everything else that I was listening to in ninth grade. Like absolutely. it was, it was in my rotation. Absolutely. Well, shout out to the folks over at the New Monkeys Facebook page and Twitter account because there is one now, and it's open. It was kind of private for so long because some people are just being creeps, and uh, now it's open to the public, and you can join and be proud to be whatever you want to be, right? A lot of action there, too. Like, it's yeah. it's got a lot of movement. Yes, that's right. I There are over 700 members in there now. Where, you know, just less less than three weeks ago, I think they were at, well, at least half that, if not if that, not less than half that, you know. Yeah. Big shout out to Amy. Yes, Amy Cullen is, has done a great job of carrying the banner for the New Monkeys for a long time. And she's writing a book for, about them as well. So yeah. uh, we wish her, we wish her continued success as that process goes along. Mm-hmm. I know that. You, you two can relate to how arduous it is, but yes. um, yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while, Craig, I'll send you a PM when Andrew will like answer a question that, that we're working on any of us. Right. Yeah. And I'll just say like, just, just like take a second and realize that that's just happened. 
you know. Right. Because he's such a great guy. He is. And he had asked Derek and I for, um, I don't know if assistance is the right word, but we got credited on the More of the Monkeys Deluxe. We sent him the notes for the More of the Monkeys tracks that we had worked on for the book. So he was like, you know, just want to kind of uh, get your, you know, your opinions on this. And uh, so we we grabbed all the tracks. We sent him all of the notes we had, um, which I, I hope were helpful. And uh, so it was crazy to see bo- both of our names in that booklet. Uh, I, I don't know that – I mean it, it's so weird because there are people that through the years I've become friends with and I knew their names from Monkey's liner notes and Monkey's booklets and their mm-hmm. collectors and they had donated tapes or pictures to Andrew for the Dalek's editions and things like that. So I feel like, you know – a step closer to those people whose names that I, I knew from all the monkeys releases over the years. So that's a, a huge thrill. And Andrew, just a great guy. He's been always incredibly giving with his time to us. And we've asked him, or I know I have some ridiculous questions over the years and he has always been forthcoming and really, really a great guy with us. Yes, always gracious, always a wonderful resource and generous with his time. Mm-hmm. And really the reason why we have everything that we do, and that can't be that can't be overstated. Like I always talk right. about how, you know, in 1987 I got a CD player, I was 14, and it took seven years for the Monkees catalog to fully come out on CD. So there were many years where I thought that you would never see a CD of changes or present and Mm -hmm. and so to look at it now you know all these years later 30 years later and see just the monkeys catalog has been treated better than most bands definitely better than the beatles you definitely have way more monkey stuff than beatles stuff officially released and there are people that complain about the smallest things and sometimes i get it sometimes i don't but you can't complain about the volume of monkeys things that we've been given. And it really is due to Andrew. I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier, how you were a founder on Zilch, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm told. You've accepted this now. This is (laughs) (laughs) just take it and move on. (laughs) Right. Bandana and headband. It's that kind of thing. Right. So, (laughs) which by the way, I was watching, I thought of you, I was watching big time rush. Have you ever seen the show? I know about the show. But I, I, and I've seen bits of it. I'm, I'm not what you would call a fan, but I've seen it in passing. I think in the third episode, which for those who don't know, Big Time Rush is kind of like monkeys adjacent, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's a guy with a wool hat on at some point, and there's a lot of a lot of the same gags and everything. It's it's for people trying to be pop stars. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a fun comedy that was on Nickelodeon. But there's a guy, James, he's one of the one of the four big time rush guys, and he has an alter ego called Bandana Man. Oh boy. And I thought of you. So <laughs> Well, at least it's not Headband Man. That's true. That's true. He's always trying to get the guys to all wear matching headbands or different colored headbands, a la Kiss, you know, yeah. signature colors, but it's not going to happen. I was going to say, Kiss does not wear headbands. I, You know, we need to school you, Ken. Uh, 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 Paul Stanley uh, uh, did in 1981. That's right. Uh, now that doesn't count. Not sure all does. four. Not, not all four. Okay. Ooh, my goodness. <laughs> She's very passionate about this. She's not messing around. <laughs> yeah, so so I thought of you when I saw Bandana Man. Now, going back to when Zilch started, and it, it doesn't seem like all that long ago, but we've had an amazing growth spurt in the monkeys community as far as podcasting go. We've got the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got Dave Galvin's We Want the Monkeys, and we've got the same page cast now. And it's it's just amazing how we've seen this grow. Yeah. Did you ever think this would happen? No, I, I'm. Uh, it, it's crazy the amount of podcasts that have uh, come up for things that I'm interested in. So when I first got into podcasting five, six years ago, you'd find that one podcast about something, mm-hmm. and uh, it is it is really just an embarrassment of riches now, and it's it's 
so much to keep up with. It's it's not a complaint. I I love the variety and um, the more the merrier. But I I love that that people are getting into this. Mm-hmm. Now you two recently got some cool monkeys swag, some monkeys music, and uh, we'll start with you first, Christine. Well, yeah, you know, when we were in Nashville, our friend of the show, uh, Jason Thomas Broderick, who is a vinyl vendor, was there at the show. He was, had been there last year when I found a, uh, a pristine copy of the New Monkeys album, and everybody around us geeked out about that. And so he was kind enough this year, he set aside something that he brought just for me. Uh, he, as soon as we were set up, he came over with a grin on his face and he showed it to me. It is a Japanese release from, by the Victor company of Japan called the monkey's golden album. It was released in 68. It is, uh, I mean, it's a compilation of their, you know, the hits off of their first four albums. What's really cool is it's labeled as being living stereo. I've never seen that before. Maybe <laughs> you have, Craig. You're more of an audiophile than I am. But I thought that was an interesting, interesting thing. And But it is in such excellent condition. It's a textured gatefold sleeve with a fold-out poster that's also textured that's really cool. It has the biographies of each of the four guys all in Japanese. So I... I'm dying to know what it says. Um, and it actually looks like it's signed. I know it's not, but it's it comes with the right, appearance right. of it. Yeah. Yeah, just like, just like on um, headquarters, uh, all four guys have quote-unquote signed the poster. Um, so that's very cool. Um, I was looking it up on Discogs, and one thing that – They say they are now, see, Craig, here's where you and I could kind of go down this wormhole for a while. The Discogs listing says that it has an insert, which mine does, Mm -hmm. uh, that has lyrics on one side, which mine does. But Discogs says on the other side, there's a psychedelic drawing of the monkeys as part of a tree. Mine does not have that, and damn, I wish it did. So now I'm wondering, you know, were there more than one version? What is Discogs just flat out wrong? Where, where is my monkeys as a psychedelic tree? <laughs> Was there an image of that in Discogs? No. Okay. No. The the problem you have to remember with Discogs is it's pretty much user generated. So sure, I could, it's I could basically, yeah, basically, I could go yeah. on there and create, you know, the best of Ken Mills. Which you should. Exactly. And just, uh, Again. Hot. yeah. And, uh, uh, basically just, you know, put whatever text I want. So discogs you have to take with a grain of salt. There are websites. Yeah. John McCutcheon has one monkeys 45s.net. You should look it up on there. And they, he's got usually pictures of everything pertaining to every release. That's where I get a lot of my information from. But it's, it's possible. The one that I have, the Monkey's Golden Album I have, is from years later from Japan. They've used that title a couple times. Uh-huh. And uh, I can say that uh, Jason, on my crap list, for not coming to me with that thing. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, Sorry, if, JTB I, didn't mean to call you out there in that way. but <laughs> Yeah, not sure how I feel about him right now. <laughs> Actually, the year before, not this past year, but the year before, I did get a great uh, copy of Wings Back to the Egg from him from Japan. He's been supplying me with Japanese records over the past year, so I, I can't be too so, mad at him. But but this one hurt. So man. it was my turn, as we you know that you know <laughs> he, I, he needed to share so. the love. I guess so. <laughs> and that's JTB's Groovy Records. Yep. Groovy Record Room, JTB's Groovy Record Room. In Nashville, or just outside of. You can find him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, we interview him on Pop, so check that out. Now, you got a nice little monkey's haul in which you picked up every monkey's 45, correct? Uh, not every. I completed my 45 collection. The, the one thing about me is that for years I've collected monkey CDs, and there have been lots of holes in my monkey's LP collection. They work better that way when an yeah. LP has a hole in it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to come back from that. Uh, but I've been, uh, I've 
slowly growing the collection, you know, since starting to work on the book. So Derek and I have a shared spreadsheet that's got a list of everything we need for the book. And there have been some things that we just don't own that people have lent us or given us rips of. Um, so, so we've been really lucky that way, but I've been on a, a vendetta to kind of complete as much of the collection as I can. So a friend of mine, um, with a really unique story that, that I won't tell because it's, it's his story to tell and, and he'll be kind of, uh, I know he's, he's working on putting it out there, um, for reasons that, uh, pertain to this, uh, was getting rid of his entire record collection and specifically his monkeys collection. And I inherited, uh, quite a bit of it, definitely maybe the bulk. And so, um, uh, I came away over the last couple weeks with 50 or 60, uh, a combination of LPs and 45s that, uh, I did not have, or they were variants or, you know, backup copies and things like that. But the Holy grail in that pile is the, I believe it's 1982, 1982 or 1983, uh, the steam engine single that Chip Douglas, uh, produced and pressed. And it was sold at uh, a monkeys convention around that time. It is extremely scarce. It's signed by chip and, um, it's something that I, I never thought I'd own. And, uh, most of the people that I've been in touch with, uh, have only ever seen it in person once or never at all. So that was a, a huge, huge get. And, uh, I, I will just, uh, forever be indebted to this friend of mine, uh, I'm glad that his collection has gone to uh, somebody that will take care of it, me. Um, and uh, yeah, when um, when he comes out with a story, it's going to be a, a really interesting one. Very cool. Yeah. We look forward to that, definitely. Now, I'm looking at the picture that you posted where you've got your collection of the Monkees singles, and it, it makes me wonder because i saw that where a lot of non-monkeys fans were saying that's all the 45s that they release you know let me say that again that's all the 45s that they released and it is kind of weird to look back and realize how many songs weren't released as 45s that people actually kind of think were right right well let's also remember the picture that you're looking at uh, that's a picture of all of the picture sleeves of yes, which there, yes. there were 10, uh, a little bit me, a little bit you and Valerie did not have picture sleeves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all told there are 12 us singles. And of course some weird ones at like Randy Scouse Git was a single in the UK under alternate title mm-hmm. and things like that. But in the U S uh, only 12 over the course of nine LPs. From the original, the original run, of course. That's yeah. incredible. That that's that's shocking to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were so prolific, and they were, you know, pimped out so heavily for the original two-year run, and and then beyond with the the uh, reruns and so forth. Why were there only twelve singles released? Yeah. I mean, and you also think of them having more than twelve hits, but then when you kind of look at it, and you're like, well. Yeah, I guess that, you know, when it comes to, you know, big songs, the the other thing about it is like you think of I'm a believer and I'm not your stepping stone. They're two sides of the same single. Uh So, you know, Uh like a Pleasant Valley Sunday and words, you know, some of these both sides were, you know, hit worthy or at least, um, you know, well known. Uh But yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, like when it comes to songs like. Uh, that that you think are but, you know, like a look out here comes tomorrow or I want to be free or things like those you know those were not singles those are songs that you that lived on as as album cuts essentially yeah well I'm surprised there was never a uh, the the theme song of of the monkeys released as a 45 I mean how did that I know it wasn't it in Mexico a 45 Wh- which one are you talking about the th- theme song of the monkeys. Well, you have the uh, the Italian language version, which is uh, on the B-side of Valerie in Italy. Mm-hmm. 
ed amico un po'. Ci chiamano i monkeys, siamo meno amati di chi si crede più intelligente di noi che la pensiamo così. Comunque parliamo, non è giusto mai, c'è sempre qualcuno che ne sa più di noi. I'm sure the regular theme was released as a single somewhere, uh, but I just cannot remember where. It is the flip side of that was then, this is now, uh-huh. strangely enough. Uh, so that's the first time it ended up on a 45, or I'm sorry, I take that back. Uh, there were some singles released in the 70s on the flashback label. It was a subsidiary of Bell and then Arista. And I think that's the first time that theme was released as a single, but it was, you know after the original run right but aren't you surprised that that wasn't released as a single i mean it was basically for all intents and purposes you know the dave clark five song catch us if you can right yeah here they come again mm-hmm. catch us if you can mm-hmm. time to get a move on mm-hmm. we we are with all of our life catch us if you has always kind of been a thorn in my side like i i i don't like the fact that it kicks off the debut album it gives it like a novelty that i don't like and i'm sure i talked about this when we talked about the album on zilch i kind of feel like the theme would have been a great single and left off the album like that's kind of how and i kind of feel like the album version yeah i feel like the album version it extends what should be 30 seconds and featured on the series into like I feel like making the theme two and a half minutes is is a little silly, and so it's never I've never really made friends with that track. But you know I get it. I, I get that it's you know it's the the series theme and it needs to be out there and it needs to kick off most compilations and all that stuff. But yeah, but it is weird that it it wasn't a single then. Like you, I guess. You know, when you have a single as strong as Last Train to Clarksville, and that's what you're kicking it off with, obviously we know how successful that was. So, you know, I guess at that point, a single for the theme isn't needed, and you're not going to release it like as a second single, you know? It's either first or nothing, you know? The thing I always loved about the theme from the Monkees when you would hear it on the album proper is that, hey, it continues on, and it there's that kick-ass guitar solo and how it just, like, 
turns into like this electric celebration, like Fourth of July. You know, it just with a bang, bang, bong, bong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. It's just, yep. and, and, and it just Mickey's performance just is so fantastic. Great job on production. So to me, the times when the TV show wasn't airing, it was like there's still more life to this project. Yeah, right? yeah, I get that too. I, I don't dislike the song at all, and I I don't necessarily share Craig's opinion about you know it's too long or whatever. But I I do like his idea of release it as a single in in advance of the album, and then yeah. don't have it on the album. That's kind of cool. Put it on put it on the compilation. Pick it up then. Yeah, I yeah. just wondered how it would have done as a forty five. I mean, at, after Clarksville. I don't think it works after Clarksville. It would have had to be before, before or nothing. But yeah, yeah I mean, right. how would it have done? I mean, I grew up in a house where we had the theme from All in the Family on a 45. So people would buy anything that was on a TV show. Yeah, but it, it also might have hamstringed the growth of the show and might have killed the chances for Clarksville. Yeah, yeah. It may have even more of a gimmick if their first thing out was that. Yeah, it you can't argue with the trajectory of Monkey Singles, at least for those first five records. Mm-hmm. D.W. Washburn is the first one that I think kind of starts a downward trajectory. I don't, I don't think that's a side material, uh, especially you know when you have stuff surrounding it like Porpoise Song, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean. You, you can't really second guess the the beginning of the the singles run. They're they're pretty perfect as is. Also, I mean, th- incredibly interesting that there isn't a single from headquarters. Yeah, yeah. Have a little bit me, a little bit you, the girl I knew somewhere, which is kind of supplementary. Uh, so it's you know kind of cool. If you were to pick another song, and I'm asking this to both of you, if you were to pick another song. What would be the A side? What would be the B side of, of something off the first Monkeys album? Christine? Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm going to pass on that question altogether because I'm I'm terrible at that kind of a guessing game because the material is all too familiar to me that there is no for me there is no deep cut right. Um, so any song could be a single for me and. So I'm not, I'm not I'm not a good judge on that. I'm going to pass on okay. answering that. Uh, am I giving uh, A side and B side? Yeah, sure. Uh, a side would definitely be Papa Jean's Blues. B side, maybe I would say Saturday's Child, but I think that that would be a strong A also. I think that I think that the two mm. of those could be a, a killer uh, double A side. But I but I also feel the need to kind of give Davy something because Mickey's got the vocal on both songs on. Last Train to Clarksville and Take a Giant Step. But the problem is that I kind of feel like Davey's stuff on the first album is way too kind of like it's I'll be true to you or this just doesn't seem to be my, be my day. Uh, I want to be too free. light. Yeah. It, yeah, it really is. Like, I really feel like the Davey stuff of substance doesn't come until the second record. Yeah. Mm hmm. Even though I do think that this just doesn't seem to be my day could have been a great B side. Yeah, I think if it's going to be anywhere, yeah. So, you know, I know if Craig Cohen were here, he'd be fighting to get Let's Dance On as the B-side. Or he'd, he'd probably fight to get it as the A-side. So Notice he, he never threw that party where he had Let's Dance On. If I throw a party, yeah, Let's Dance On is definitely on my playlist. No, no, we're it's not. We're all waiting. We're all yeah, waiting. Yeah, no, 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 no. Bring it on. There are no parties going on in Las hey, Vegas. come on. It, yeah, no parties going on in Las Vegas where they're playing Let's Dance On and people are jumping to the dance floor. You know, if if anyone can do it, it's going to be Craig Cohen. So That is true. More power to him. <laughs> yeah, so we're looking at maybe Papa Jean's Blues and A-Side with This Just Doesn't Seem to Be My Day on the back. That's fair. I think the Papa Jean's Blues mm-hmm. would have been a great A-Side. Yeah, me too. But hell, I'd push for Sweet Young Thing too. So Hell, you'd push for Gonna Buy Me a Dog. Well, you know, when you think about it, let's say that they would have followed up Last Train to Clarksville with Theme from the Monkeys Side A and Gonna Buy Me a Dog on the Back. Does that sink the monkeys sooner? Absolutely. Yes. Without yes. a doubt. Yes. I, I'm sitting here cringing at the thought, and thank God it didn't happen because it, that's, the, that's the bullet. That's the silver bullet in the heart. Yeah, you don't need to, like, push novelty 
onto a 45. It's bad enough that it's, it's on the LP. You know, I think that that's, yeah, that, that would not have been a good move. I mean, it's, it's got its charms, right? It's, it's, they definitely do. And uh, I've been reading a book about Dwight Yoakam, which he's a huge, huge Monkees fan. And to him, when he was growing up, just like you and I, and there's 10 years difference between the two of us, but it, it, to him, Gonna Buy Me a Dog was as serious as a song as anything else that was on that album, to a little kid, you know what yeah. I mean? I loved it when I was 13. I love the story that I've just recently heard where Mickey confirmed that they were asked to sing that straight. And he and Davey just looked at each other like, no way. We know <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yes, it's a novelty song, but by design, by the performers, you know, they uh-huh. that was not what they were asked to do. So, yeah. That was actually on Dwight Yoakam's XM Sirius radio show that Mickey talked about that with Dwight. Oh my goodness. And yes, you're right. I'm gonna buy me a dog. A dog. Oh, I didn't mean. I didn't. No, that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> I don't know if it influences directly, but indirectly it influenced. I'm gonna buy me a dog. <laughs> That's what I was talking about a minute ago when we were trying to go on the air. I was I looked at Mickey and said, "Now this sounds like the monkey." We were all testing our mics. So we had a kind of a. They wanted a, they wanted Davy and I to sing this straight. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This I was, was I was yeah. right outside the door of the studio with an Uzi. Oh. And you know, usually we I, I took direction from from the producer, but they actually. They, they wanted Davy and I to sing this uh, as a straight song. And I thought it was almost bordering, bordering on pedophilia. <laughs> and I was like, we were like, no, we're not going to sing. So, you know, by that time, we're 23, 24 years old. And it was just, it was creepy. I, so Davy and I just, you know, just started goofing on it. And to their credit, to their credit, they released it. As I, got it in. I got off a couple of rounds <laughs> in the lobby. You know, the junk that the but, Uzi made. Now, where were you guys recording? Were you at RCA Studios on Sunset ever? Yeah. At the old, oh man, those All they've of torn them, them mostly, down. Yeah. That's and, and a little bit yeah. maybe at at Western. I think somebody. Told I vaguely me remember a little over at Western yeah. on on Sunset. Mostly, I'm gonna tell you as a ten year old kid in my basement. You got mail. Not real kid of drums but i did have a real snare drum as michael said the kid that played drums in the basement to the monkeys is getting to actually interview the real monkey drummer well the man who in fact sang buy me a dog <laughs> yeah i got a little high didn't it? Yeah, no you think <laughs> yeah, well to, like I, was, I say to their credit they, they loved were, it and released it no that was on it's on the first album yeah. Yeah, and it was a fascination to me. I was like, huh, what are they <laughs> doing? <laughs> I was like, because at that point, I wasn't really thinking it was anything to do with, you know, uh, extracurricular substances or Buddy Holly. <laughs> but what I did by, I just it bring the vaudeville. volume. It was no, vaudeville. No, you, yeah, absolutely. You and Davey were doing it. Yeah. Well, the whole the show was, was vaudeville yeah. and bell bottoms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is Davey had already sung that song. For yep. astute listeners of Zilch, you've you've heard this That's... before, but we'll play it again. Here's Davy Jones as part of the Farmer's Daughter TV show. That's what the name of it, right? Yeah. Yep, the Farmer's Daughter. And and here's Davy Jones in a closet singing part of "Gonna Buy Me a Dog." One, two, one, two, three, four. Oh, well, my So that was Davy having to sing it seriously. And speaking of Farmer's Daughter, let's not uh, forget that Mike's screen test in the <laughs> pilot, uh, he's on the set of Farmer's Daughter. He mentions Farmer's Daughter during his, uh, you know, during his dialogue there. 
mm-hmm. as he's Absolutely. wandering the set, wondering what, you know, there are people who are going to ask what's in the drawer, what's in yep. the cabinet. Yep. Wow. That's right. He's fixing to find out, right? Yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Craig, I want to thank you for dropping by Zilch HQ and once again, plug your shows and let people know about the same page cast, especially because that's, this is the sounds of the sunset. Sounds of the sea is something that every monkeys fan will love. Well, thank you. Um, well, every Monkeys fan will love it, except uh, when I talk about the songs that I don't like that they do, uh, because I've heard a lot about my uh, very narrow-minded views on things, much like when I talk about Let's Dance On and a Craig Cohen uh, gets very upset. <laughs> but um, He declined to be a part of this call today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, my, my girlfriend Megan and I have a, a side cast called Same Page Cast. Uh, you can go to samepagecast.com, one word. And we've been going through, so the premise of Sound of the Sunset, Sound of the Sea is we go through the monkey sessions, we're we're, uh, done the first two records, and we go through the sessions chronologically uh, where each song started, and we talk about each song, and then uh, at a certain interval, and that will be our next episode, whenever that should be, uh, we will narrow down to our fantasy monkeys album series out of all these songs we talked about so far. I think there were like 50, what 12 should have been on the monkeys, what 12 should have been on more of the monkeys, which ones should have been held over for missing links, which ones should have been exclusive to the TV series, which ones should have been singles. So we'll do that after every couple episodes and kind of, you know, re rediscover and reconfigure the entire monkey's discography to uh, something that would, that her and I can both agree on. Uh, and that would mean that she needs the day we fall in love. And I need something like, um, uh, obviously Papa Jean's blues. So you can hear us at samepagecast.com. We're on the pods and sods network, which, uh, I have a bunch of other sodcasts on and you can find that at podsodcast.com. And again, the book I'm working on with Derek Miner, Mixing Links, The Monkeys on Disc. Uh, you can find that at mixinglinksbook.com or search out Mixing Links on Facebook. And please join the group and join in the conversation. A lot of, uh, lot of good chat going on there. Fantastic. And now I have your theme song going through my head, <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> a girl named Megan and a boy named Craig. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what? It's funny because I've I've been a songwriter for thirty years, and it's the best song that I'd ever written. <laughs> That's right, and then, well, it has to do with your co-performer too. I think so. That's true. It's, it's essentially a love song, and a good one. Very at that. sweet. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's very sweet. And we have some news here. We uh, are starting something new on the Zilch cast. It's called Monkeys 101, in which our <laughs> our doctor, yes. Sarah Clark, and Roseanne Welsh will be going through each Monkeys episode, and not only talking about each Monkeys episode, but what was going on culturally at the time, and just uh, give you a bit of a scholarly view of monkeying around. So, school will be back in session with Monkeys 101. Yet another... Anomaly appears, right, Craig? <laughs> yes. Another hitch in the giddy-up. There you go. the road. Another scooch. An- another scosh. Scosh. <laughs> Off the island of scosh. Off there the album scosh from scosh. That's right. Craig, I'm glad to have you back on here. Anytime you want, you or Megan, you guys are part of the family, and we yep. love you all. And I'm glad to see that you remember how to get into the Zilch headquarters through the uh, case in the music store section of Mr. Zero here. Yes. You can come in that way and try to buy some red maracas. So, I like it. Yeah, it works. All righty. Well, we will see you all in the next episode of Zilch. Check out the same page cast, and we look forward to your book, Craig. Thank, thank you, you for listening today, and thank you all for taking some time to monkey around with us. And we will see you all on the next episode of Zilch. 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 See ya. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. 
Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the Monkees or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. <laughs> Don't now. Now really, everybody cool it, because I won't be able to get through this. Action. Hey, wow. It's a groovy button. What does it say? Love is the ultimate trip. Oh, gee, that's a nice thought. Gee, that's a neat button. What does it say? Zilch122 with special guest Craig Smith from Same Page Cast and Pods and Sodge Network talking about the forthcoming books. Book, damn it. Talking about the forthcoming book, Mixing Links, The Monkeys on Disc, and what was the rest of it? Monkeys News. And, and more. And more. And, and more. I'll tell you what, let's do All this. Of the monkeys. Zilch122 featuring Craig Smith from the Same Page Cast. Hey, that's you. What else? (laughs) (laughs) News about... (laughs) News about the... (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! (laughs) You're laughing so hard. The dog. News News about the forthcoming book, Mixing Links, The Monkeys on Disc, and more! Always go. more. There you go. That was it. Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. A lot out of me. Yep. I'm, I'm going to buy me a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go try to sell mine. Yeah. <laughs>